Ever drive along a country road and wonder why barns are always painted red? Is it because red is pretty? Because red scares away the crows? Because maybe cows can find red to come home? I did a little research. Red, I learned, is a popular color for barns because like most things up here, it is because of its usefulness. Farmers would seal their barns with linseed oil, an orange-colored oil derived from the seeds of the flax plant. To this oil, they would add a variety of things, most often milk and lime, but also ferrous oxide or rust. Rust was plentiful on farms, and because it killed fungi and mosses that might grow on barns, it was effective as a sealant. It turned the mixture copper-red in color. When paint became more available, people chose red for their barns in honor of tradition, and red was the cheapest. No, that wasn't Wikipedia, folks. That was from one of the most important books in the world. Right up there with the Bible, Hemingway's Immovable Feast, Julia Child's Mastering the Art of French Cooking, and my dad's book on foreclosures in New Jersey. That was from what is known as the ultimate compendium on weather, gardening, home remedies, and managing your home since, well, 1818, The Farmer's Almanac, part of every city it's library. I'm Matt Zucker, and this is City It, learning to live and love life in the Hudson Valley. Episode 9, Red All Over. You feel the seasons change in the Hudson Valley far more than in the city. In New York, it would get windy, then cold, then snow, then dirty. That was basically the transition. Up here, though, the summer blue skies turn a foreboding gray. The leaves slowly change color from green to yellow to orange to, well, if you're lucky, and have a Japanese maple, bright friggin' red. I can't even tell you how red this tree in front of our house was the last two weeks. Red barren red, copper red, heathers red. You can see a photo on cityit.com. I asked Brian to plant 10, 20 more of these Japanese maples, as many as he could buy. Last year, my brother-in-law convinced Brian to purchase trees from the state fund for people living on tributaries like us. Trees for Tribs, it's called. I know, it sounds like cars for kids. Brian purchased 200 trees. Yes, 200. I asked him how many of these were Japanese maples, and he said, actually none, zip. They don't do well, he said, in the wetlands down by the creek. But alas, our one by the road is doing just fine. Well, except now the red leaves have all fallen or are on the road. This episode is all about things red, the color, and also red with an A, like books, which every city it will need as you spend more days inside. Red seems to crop up here and there, I notice. Obviously, there's the name of our town, Red Hook, settled in the 17th century in a town since 1812. The name came from the red foliage on the trees on a small strip or hook of land on the Hudson River, Red Hook. Now, this is not Red Hook, Brooklyn, but it would be funny if that's where we had moved up from. Red is also British, of course, and the Hudson Valley is rich with Revolutionary War history. The city of Kingston, first capital of New York, burnt to the ground by the British. There are various George Washington headquarters and battle sites all over the place. Also red is our wheelbarrow. Brian bought it to cart things around. Mostly we use it to ferry small children up to the orchard to pick apples, many of which are red, or firewood from the garage to the house. Red is also the door color Brian wants to paint when we finish painting the house. We painted our garage and goat shed, and soon the house, a charcoal black, which looks absolutely awesome, especially with the green backdrop. He thinks a red door somewhere, maybe on the shed, would be dramatic. And you know, it would be. There's also my red toolbox, which I keep in the shed. In it are, well, tools. 
I don't really use these tools, but I like having a red toolbox. I show it to the handymen who come over, although they really bring their own. I think it says something like, look, he's a homeowner and he has all his tools in one place. I don't know why they don't use mine. They're all so clean and new. Red is a color of my favorite plaid on Tucket, which I wear throughout the year. It is particularly cozy and comfortable in the cold or winter months. At last count, I have 35 Untuckets, really, which has to be a world record, but they have not written me back. Red is also my fantasy second car, a truck, actually, a Ford 150. Our friend Gil has a truck. I'm jealous. Red actually seems more like a motorcycle color, though, right? One you want to drive on open roads like Route 9, past the farms and the landscape, stopping only at Stewart's for gas and their famous ice cream. Sadly, I'll never own a motorcycle, obviously, since I'm Jewish, uncoordinated, and terrified. But I know my colleague and city at listener Andres loves them and probably has a red Ducati. Show off. Okay, the other kind of well-read is actually about books. If you're going to move up here, I can tell you exactly what to read. The first one is, we already talked about Washington Irving in Episode 7, Scary Hudson Valley. Well, read The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, even again if you haven't read it since you were a kid, and also read The History of New York, a satire. More recently, there's this great book I love called A Hundred Miles from Manhattan. It's a memoir by Guillermo Fesse. It's all about his time living in Rhinebeck. It's funny and based on his story moving from Madrid, where he was a radio host, to the Hudson Valley with his wife. He had a TED Talk about it too. Just out now in hardcover is this other book I'm reading called How to Leave by Erin Kloon. It's a memoir about leaving New York City for the country. She doesn't move to the Hudson Valley, but the parallels are great. And Erin, a comedian, her writing is hilarious. The River just started as a local newsroom, so we're reading that now too. And Chronogram is the local regional arts magazine, which I'm very excited to say, recently named City It as one of six Hudson Valley podcasts you should listen to. And you are. Our favorite place to buy books and read is this new bookstore in Kingston called Rough Draft. It's a bar, a bookstore, and a bakery. Insane. It's open every day, which is even more insane up here, where you're lucky if something's open on a Monday or a Tuesday. By the way, I've gotten great feedback on last episode, How to Be a Guest. Well, except for my friend Sinjin, who's now worried he'll be a terrible guest when he and his wife come up to visit. Anyway, I'd love to know what you want to hear more about in future episodes. If you download the Anchor app, you can send me a voicemail or just tweet me at Mad Sugar. We broke 200 listeners a few weeks ago, so I want to keep building on that. Thanks for listening. Cityit is produced on Anchor and distributed on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, and another half dozen podcasting platforms. Please rate and review us in the Apple Store. And everyone can visit cityet.com and follow me on Twitter. I'm at Soaker. Thanks again.